T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Damn, bro. Hotels, airfare. Man, what's a brother got to do to get four tickets to see you at the SEC championship game? I just need four. I replied, yeah, Daniel is Daniel's is nice. I replied, uh, you have to become Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's talking about our girl Elise. <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to do. That's yeah. it. That's all it's going to take. Mm-hmm. And then you'll, you'll be there. Come on. So, yeah, we'll see if this whole thing works out. So, anyway, um, I'm taking a look at Brian's Twitter account right now, and uh, I'm sure that a lot of people – We'll be reaching out for financial help <laughs> as the oh, show goes yeah. on. <laughs> join, join the family. <laughs> I'm uh, not answering their calls. I'm not answering yours. So the Pittsburgh Steelers have had a lot of drama surrounding them in this season. You had mm-hmm. the anthem stuff where Mike Tomlin kept the team in the locker room, and then Villanueva came out, and then the coaches were out, and there was a lot of talking about it afterwards. And Villanueva has a press conference where he's apologizing, and that became totally botched. And now you've got in a win over their biggest rival, the Baltimore Ravens, a situation that should have never happened, a temper tantrum, acting like a baby, Antonio Brown throwing a Gatorade cooler, slapping the hand of the offensive coordinator, Todd Haley, out of his face, and basically saying that, you know, I wanted the ball. This is what it was, you know, and... He says, as Antonio says, because he struggles with certain words, he was a little frustrated. <laughs> frustrated? Frustrated. Oh. Yeah, I, I, got, I get sent emails from my friends back at the radio station, Sports Radio 93.7, the fan of some Antonio Brown stuff. And it was, listen to this one. He goes, Antonio goes, I just get a little frustrated. And uh, do you, sit in return, send them mine? No, I don't. <laughs> that's a good idea, though. No! Yeah, that's a good idea. I should start Don't send doing them it. fur. Come <laughs> but, on, uh, yeah. no, But that, he says that, like, yours are mistakes. <laughs> Antonio Brown, that's what he thinks the words are. Total distraction to the organization. Yeah, Dis- distraction. <laughs> that's what he does. You know, it's, And when he had that, that catch streak, yeah. he called it a squeak. <laughs> He's like, let's not, go screaking. He goes, I'm not really concerned with the squeak. Um, so, just so he sees frustrated. So we go from partial uh, partial participant Mike Tomlin to squeak and frustrated. He's frustrated mm. about his mm-hmm. squeak. Uh, so anyway, uh, Brendan Roethlisberger does a weekly radio interview on that same radio station, Sports Radio 937, The Fan, with my guys Andrew Filipponi and Ron Cook. And Roethlisberger addressed this. Of course, it came up in the interview, and this is what he had to say. He got upset because he was open, um, which I can understand. Sometimes that happens. I, I think I was more, I was disappointed because it's not like I intentionally missed him. It's not like I intentionally didn't throw it to him. Uh, I was doing what my reads tell me to do. Um, you know, I, I don't even want to say I made a mistake because I was reading uh, the side I was supposed to read. It's just as unfortunate that that it happened, and it's unfortunate that he he acted and reacted that way. Um, you know, I know that uh, he's a competitor and he wants the ball, but all of us are competitors. We all want the ball. We all want to make plays. Um, you know, it's it's. I, I, I told him on the sideline, maybe just come talk to me. Ask me what happened. Tell me that you were open. You know, Heath Miller, if that was Heath Miller, I'd probably ask Keith on the sideline, hey, Heath, were you open? He'd probably tell me no. 
you know, because he wouldn't want you to feel bad. That's just who he was. And 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 I wish that he would have just come talk to me and tell me, hey, Ben, I killed him on display, whatever. Um, that goes a lot further than, than throwing a temper tantrum. And that's usually how it works. Receiver comes back or tight end, running back, whatever. Hey, man, we had him on this one, and we may want to revisit that later in the ball game. And I understand – to a certain extent, Antonio Brown, you work on something throughout the week, and then it works like a charm. It, everything falls into place, and you're excited. Oh, we got them. They fell for it or whatever. And then you, you, you get out there, and they don't take advantage of that. Fine. But you don't throw a tantrum. Ben is right. You don't go nuts on the sideline, on the field. You just go back over this and say, man, I was open. We missed our shot. Hopefully we can get it again. But it, it worked just like it worked in practice. And and you're, you're so stoked about that. That's fine. But that's it. You don't go to links uh, that, that frustrated with, okay, or <laughs> yep. frustrated. Right. Yeah, you don't go that far, man. It's right. cool. And I, you get upset when a coach works on certain things, and then you get in the game, heat a moment, and they forget about all the stuff you, you, did, you, you worked on that particular week. That frustrates players even more so. And I hope that Ben Roethlisberger, before going on this show, said those same things to Antonio yes, Brown. That's it. Because you can't man say man. you can't say come to me and mm-hmm. express your displeasure on the sideline and don't have a temper tantrum, and then he goes on the radio show without talking to Antonio Brown. So I hope he would do that. And Antonio Brown has to know how bad of a look that is. I would really hope that he does. So and this, and we know you're passionate. That's fine. A lot of people are passionate, but you just don't do that. Grown-ass man! Quit throwing yeah. tantrums! He's been in the league for a long time. Right! Uh, I got the audio of Antonio Brown oh. saying that, so let's. it's very quick, but let's listen to it. You know, you just get a little frustrated. Get a little frustrated. That's Me it. too, though. Just a little bit. You get frustrated. <laughs> Every it's now hard. and then, it happens. Yeah, yeah you just, get frustrated. It happens. Uh, this is Mike Tomlin, who has his Tuesday news conference addressing the A-B situation. You know, A.B. is a competitor, and uh, we all know and understand that. Uh, it aids him, it aids us, uh, but we got to control it. He has to control it. If he does not, it could work against him, it could work against us. Um, those are just the lessons you learn along the way. Um, Sunday was a big game, um, obviously for a lot of reasons. Uh, emotions are capable of getting away from you. It doesn't need to happen, it shouldn't happen. Um, hopefully it won't move him forward. Hopefully he's learned a lesson. Um, through that. Hopefully others have learned a lesson. You can't use the big game excuse because Antonio Brown was complaining about him not getting the ball, not the team not doing well. Right. So this was all about him. This was an individual complaint, not so much a team complaint, and that's what concerns you, and you really hope that you don't see that. When you've got the talent of Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham Jr. and these guys act in the manner that they do, it's just the next line of diva-wide receivers in the right. NFL. It's just so disappointing. That's, that's what they do. And it, it's, it seems like it's always been like that. Now, there are a number of, number of guys you can point to uh, that didn't act like that. But it's definitely, you know, the T.O.s of the world. Uh, we've seen this movie before. It's just relax, man. You'll get your rock. You'll get your – Ben's always looking for you. He doesn't look for you on this one particular play, and yes, you've worked on it, and 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 it it, it works out exactly like you 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 had hoped. But he missed on it. Chill I, out. I wonder if Antonio Brown rather have fifteen catches, two hundred yards receiving, and three touchdowns and a loss 
as opposed to three catches, 35 yards, and no touchdowns in a win? That's a good question to pose to him. Yeah, I don't know. I, As much as I love the guy, I think that he'd probably go for the former. I think he, he just loves doing stuff and being the man, and I understand that. But yeah. you know, this is a group that, especially if the Patriots are going to be down this year, should be thinking Super Bowl. I mean, there's no reason not to. Danny Trevathan, after that hit on Thursday night on Devontae Adams, was suspended two games by the NFL. And universally, it seemed like people were coming out and going, strong message by the NFL. Yeah. Put down. Great job by them making sure that hit is out of the game. And then they reduced the suspension by a game. So I found that to be interesting. But if you look at precedent, which right. is something that the exactly. NFL... exactly will not do when it comes to the personal conduct policy. They will never look at precedent, and that's why it goes into the courts every time. But if you look at precedent with these hits, nobody who has been a first-time offender has gotten suspended, I think, ever. So the fact that he got two games was superfluous when it comes to what the NFL has done in the past. So if you look at it in a practical manner, which the league tends not to do, this made a little bit of sense knocking a game off the suspension. Right. Uh, here's a guy that's not regarded as a dirty player, has done nothing wrong or done nothing in this area previously during his, his, his playing days there in Denver or, or here now with Chicago. It's a one-off, so reduce the suspension and we move on. And, and he has shown contrition. He was contrite immediately after the ball game, even though he was lying. <laughs> uh, he was still uh, somewhat contrite. And, and, and so I, I think this was a, a necessary, and I'm glad they saw fit to, to reduce the, the uh, suspension on, on him. And, uh, yes, you want to take this out of the game, but, yes, you also want to still show up in a bad disposition when you're taking on a ball carrier, and that's exactly what he did. Lower your level. That's all he needs to adjust. Yeah, and I think that we have seen uh, examples of players changing their styles as tough as it is. It is difficult. And, and maybe this Trevathan suspension for a game is going to help him, I guess, maybe not do that again. But it is, as I've learned from you, Difficult because it's instinctual. And and, and dare I say, at least at the collegiate level, there have been some targeting calls, and they have reversed those calls once they've gone to the review. And and so maybe the referees or the the, uh, operator in the booth there uh, who's reviewing these calls, uh, they are getting a a better handle and and being a little bit – less punitive to the players and understanding the defender's side of the argument where it's hard to change and contort your body in a split second and and, and, and then avoid making contact with the chin or the, the head area. I saw a number of calls this past weekend at the collegiate level where they reverse calls on the field because it's just so difficult to do. And that split second to now change the trajectory uh, of your body, uh, it, 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 you can't do it. As you have brought up many times before, no one has done more for the plight of bad, unemployed quarterbacks than one <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. And the beat goes on with that. As Brandon Whedon was signed by the Titans. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Whedon is prob well, is he the worst out of these? Probably not. I mean, I would say that Joe Webb was probably still the worst signing out mm. of out of all of the ones that we've seen. Did Dan Orlovsky get a job, too? No. There's no way, right? No. I don't think he got no. a job, too. I remember there was a couple of really bad ones, and 
he was definitely one. Yeah, no, it's not. Orlovsky didn't get a job. Joe Webb, and there was one. Who, who did the – Raven sign Webb? Right. Mm-hmm. There was another – there's another black quarterback right. because we joked yeah, about how exactly they the kid from Duke. He played at Duke. He was a quarterback. That helps. Mm. Kyrie Irving, the kid, <laughs> Dad Lewis, Duke, Dad Lewis. Okay, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Mike, Mikey's on a roll. He's on a roll today. <laughs> He's on a roll. Uh, that made more sense than Ice Cube. <laughs> this is Pete. I just, I, yeah, the, you know, I, I just wanted to see what would happen if I typed in the kid from Duke into Google. <laughs> and what comes up is a song from Young Thug called "What the F You Doing," featuring Quavo. Really, <laughs> the kid from Duke got you that? That look. That's the first thing I came. The kid from Duke, Young Thug, WTF you doing? Featuring <laughs> Quavo, the rich kid. And Duke. Wow. Yeah. How and about Duke. that's why the the rich kid and, and, Duke and Duke were on this song okay. with Young Thug, and that's how it happened. Uh, so Brandon Whedon's back, and Jerry Jones is not going to sell Brandon Whedon any longer mm-hmm. like he did when Tony Romo went down. I feel good about Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He now, he's pretty. a thing of beauty on throwing a football. Yeah, thing of beauty. Frankly, you won't see a more gifted passer. <laughs> what a load of crap. Come on, dog. Come on. And we knew it at the time. Even the Eskimos aren't buying that ice. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing of beauty now. Come on. Look at that ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, he's a thing of beauty on throwing a football. <laughs> on air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not when there's another 11 across from it. Uh, and 7 on 7, maybe. Just pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next now, do you think? Yeah, and, and I look at, uh, you know, that coaching staff and Terry Rubisky, who I know from my Raider days, he's been in the game for a long, long time. I think he's been coached at least 30, 40 years. And you have a quarterback, Marcus Mariota, who, yes, dropped back pass, but uses his, his athleticism. And he, how long was that touchdown run the other day? About 30, 40 yards versus yeah. the Texans. That beatdown they, they uh, undertook. Uh, so you, you got a guy who's a dual threat, and yet – Nah, we better not bring Colin Kaepernick in here. We'll, we'll take uh, right. Brandon Whedon. And that's, that's a safer pick, you know even though we know he can't help us. And you know their backup is, is Matt Castle, who yeah. came into that game, was awful. Yeah. So the the people that say these things about, well, Kaepernick doesn't fit a system or whatever yeah. sort of nonsense, that, that's the perfect spot. Look at the two guys they have now backing him up. The stationary, statuesque, yep. terrible white quarterbacks <laughs> in Matt Castle and Brandon Whedon. <laughs> Stop it. Well, yes. Brandon, Stop. make sure you send a portion of whatever you signed for to Cap, man. Help the cause, dude, because he's helped you and all these other quarterbacks who can't play worth a damn get jobs. And just very quickly, there is news out there that Monday Night Football ratings are up. No. Don't tell that. The biggest are going to be upset. So, no. I'm not going to bring up rating stories mm-hmm. much longer, mm-hmm. but I will just give you that much. Really? Because pretty good game. Whether I read a story about it's down or it's up or it's it's mm. the same. It's round, it's square. Football's not going anywhere. No. It's not. And then especially after there were so many people in Pittsburgh that claimed that they were gonna boycott the NFL yeah. after all the stuff that happened with them. Their number, their rating number went up. Yeah. You need those black boys on that field. You want them on that field. Can't right? Quit. Can't quit them. <laughs> I can't quit you.
<laughs> right? Sure. You cannot. Uh, broke Black but you, Mountain. But you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Not, you're, not, you're not going away, man. You're not going away. Just admit it. You love it too much. All right. Hey, I have pain all over because I'm fat and don't work out, and well, I drive everywhere. What should I do? I don't know if we can help you, but maybe. <laughs> you may or may not be an athlete, but I still know that pain for anybody is a real bummer, regardless of your vocation or age. Know this. Relief Factor is not just for athletes or retired athletes like me. First time ever, I'm endorsing a pain reliever that is 100% drug-free. That is the key. 100% drug-free free and that's important folks and no just because i'm a retired football player with aches and pain that quite frankly i deserve because of what i put my body through doesn't mean you can't lower or even eliminate your pain as well wake up in the morning everything's hurting it seems like and that's been going on for a long long time i was resigned to the fact that i'm just gonna have to deal with pain for the rest of my life well my mindset has changed because of relief factor back pain neck pain shoulder hip knee or foot pain can keep you from walking sleeping through the night golfing, playing tennis, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. The good news is this. Relief Factor makes available a three-week quick start for only $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Go to relieffactor.com. Order it right now today. relieffactor.com. Or call 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Follow us on Twitter at Geo and Jones. The ultimate bogus party happened recently down at Epcot Center. Mm. Mm. And the reason it's the ultimate bogus party, I guess it involves Disney and, and Epcot, which you're a big fan of, mm-hmm. right? Am I? I don't know. I'm just assuming. Is that why you put that on there, Mike? Yeah, Bogus has talked about this. He loves uh, adult Disney. Adult Disney. Okay. As opposed to kitty Disney? Well, I didn't know there was going... a distinction. <laughs> adult Disney. <laughs> There's a sti- distinction? Yeah, Minnie Mouse exposed. <laughs> um, <laughs> no... <laughs> Come here, Mick. Come here, girl. <laughs> Getting his teacup. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wow, Goofy, who knew? Um, so... They're not laughing at you now. <laughs> um, well, anyway, this is what Mikey B assumed. And also there was a soccer star who we both like and Alex Morgan mm-hmm. that was involved in this drunken Epcot That's escapade. what I thought this was about, that, I, that he was overselling my Alex Morgan affection. Yeah, so she was there with a bunch of other people. Right, with their bows and, uh, yeah, and the, some. The Gills Barnes, yeah. Donnie Toya, mm-hmm. and they were there on Sunday at Epcot Center, and they got thrown out. Yeah, <laughs> they were belligerent, impaired, and, and were very aggressive towards the, the staff and police. Thugs! Damn and, thugs! That's what they are. And one of the, uh, I guess the, the police report read this this way. As we passed Spaceship Earth, mm. I observed several people being escorted to the front. They were all being very loud and belligerent towards staff around mm. guests. Mm-hmm. I observed a white female who was later <gasps> later identified as Alexandra Morgan yelling, screaming, taking video and possibly pictures. She appeared to be highly impaired. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That is terrible. Good man. for her. A bunch of pro soccer players drinking around Epcot the way Spoiled. you're supposed to. Yeah. Spoiled. And then being very disrespectful. Not allowed to misbehave. Just spoiled <laughs> thugs. That's what they are. That's you can't have fun anymore are. in this country, Brian. Just just entitled thugs. I can't. I cannot picture. I can picture everybody in the staff doing adult Disney but you. 
Like I cannot picture no, that uh, was. <laughs> I had an opportunity down in Orlando a couple years ago and sent the missus and her her girlfriend instead. And I just sat by the pool. <laughs> yeah, here I pay. Y'all want to go to Disney? Here I pay for it. Go. I can't, see ya. I can't say you with the character breakfast. Nah, <laughs> nah. I, I, I sat by the pool. No, you don't need that. You go to Epcot and you just walk around the world and you drink different drinks in every different country. That's what they were doing. They weren't in Disney. They were in Epcot. Oh, so well, what's Ep- the Epcot, difference, though? Yeah. Is there... Epcot's the old school. I mean, it's got a couple of rides, but it's got, you know, I don't care what they call it, but they have like, this huge, it's a huge setup of, of restaurants from different parts of the country. Oh. So you walk around, you drink all day in <laughs> Germany, in the Philippines, in Switzerland. Uh, where Latvia Well, nobody ever told me that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they what? were like an actual Walt Disney World. What's up, oh. Switzerland? Yeah. Oh, I'd, have yeah, a, I'd no, be like them. Like yeah. yeah. I'd be like <laughs> They got some real fraulines and oh, princesses man. walking around, and everyone's hammered. I'm going to Orlando. Yeah. God. You're welcome. It's a trip. So you, <laughs> yeah. You fly to West Palm and you're talking about geriatrics. Man, I you the wheelchairs are lined up. Yeah. Yeah, you go to Orlando, it's so many damn kids because of Walt Disney World. It's would you please shut up? It's just kids galore. <laughs> I mean the, the 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 difference in those two flights it, it's just amazing. Oh. So but now Epcock is for us grown ups. <laughs> I mean, I'm going. There's, there's kids' rides too, but yeah, that was like the original park, I believe. So it's got I'm older going. stuff and then fun. <laughs> I'm food going. and drinks. All right. What did you call that place? Ep- Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> what did I call Don't that? worry about it. I think it's as big as Florida. <laughs> Epcot. There you go. <laughs> See <laughs> when you say frauds, what happens, man? <laughs> so there's a bunch of women from all over the world, and all of a sudden, Epcot's got a new name. Yeah. I did not say that, did I? Oh, yeah, I, oh, I was just getting a little frustrated. Oh, I did not. Oh, we damn. could replay that because it's it's okay to do that. Um, it's got Ep before it. <laughs> oh, my so, bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be called that after you've yeah. been. There. Right. Take some, some soccer <laughs> players with me. There's, there's Disney and Epcot, then there's Adult Disney and Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. This is the two separate well, places. Man, I can't believe you never told me this, folks. <laughs> You've been holding yeah. out, dog. All right, let's, you know what, next time we hang out, we'll go there. <laughs> well, I'm definitely going there. All I right. sat by the pool and missed out, man. You me did. and Prosecco. Oh, hey. boy. Sure, they have that there. All right. You okay. guys need another minute to pull that? All right. So all these different restaurants and adult beverages from around the world. Oh, yeah. Yep. Cot. Cot. C-O-T. I got you. All I'm right. up on it now. All right. Here, here it is again. But now, Epcock is for his grown-up. <laughs> yes. Oh. oh. <laughs> and only for the grown-ups. <laughs> okay? You get that? All right. But now, Epcock is for his grown-up. <laughs> it's not getting this misconstrued. That's their tagline, man. For the grown-ups. <laughs> Here at Epcock. <laughs> the way you're so seriously asking the question, and then Bogus is, like, answering it because he's in full, like, information mode. But it, like... Well, I didn't know if we could if we could reference what he just said. I think we can. No. I think it's fine. 
I mean, oh. it's it's like shuttlecock. It's the same thing. It's you know, it's <laughs> oh boy, that's one. That's a moment. <laughs> and then to see Mikey B just collapse <laughs> in the control room hey, when you said hey, that. Hey. Hey, um, hey, what's, yeah. what's for the grown-ups, Pete? <laughs> now, Epcock is for his grown-up. <laughs> from around the world. Oh, man. Grown-ups from all over the globe. Can we call uh, Disney uh, customer service and ask them about this? And they can confirm <laughs> what it's for? <laughs> Welcome um, to Magical Epcock. <laughs> Where your fantasy So there are rides, realized. but limited. Yes. It's more about restaurants and bars. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. But there are kids there too. In that there are section of the park. Yeah, so in which in which one? Everywhere. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, okay. that's no fun. Get the kids out of here. Yeah. You stay on your side of the park, and I'll stay over here on my side of the park. <laughs> okay. okay. Yep. I think we need to come up with a new ride or something for El- Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bogus, you got an update Oh, I for do, us? yeah. So the Yankees <laughs> have broken twins' hearts again. Joe Maurer's been here before. Just, uh, just kind of sucks right now, you know? Minnesota raised to a 3 nothing lead, knocking out Luis Severino after just six batters, but Chad Green, Cade Byron Buxton, and Jason Castro to strand runners at second and third, and D.D. Gregorius got the Yankees even in the bottom half of the first. Now Santana is at the belt, the payoff. Swung on and drilled to deep right. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It ties the game. D.D. Gregorius hits a three-run home run in the right field seats. Yes, indeedy. John Sterling, WFAN. The Yankees took the lead for good on Greg Bird's RBI single in the third. Aaron Judge added a two-run shot in the fourth. The Bombers won 8-4. The Twins have lost a record tying 13 straight playoff games. Five of their last six postseason trips have ended against the Yankees. They move on to the division series. Game one in Cleveland tomorrow night. The Indians will start Trevor Bauer in that one. Cy Young candidate Corey Kluber will wait for Game 2 to keep him in line to start a possible Game 5, as if the Yankees won't win the series before that. <laughs> it's the Diamondbacks and Rockies in the NL wildcard game tonight in Arizona. Zach Greinke can't wait to make the start for the home team. I mean, it's nice to be in the playoffs, and it's a bit big game. And there's more. I guess I don't really think think about the situation too much. Uh, I mean, it'd be nice to have a good game and win. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> And give that guy an autograph, mm-hmm. right? All right. going Rocky to Epcot. Player. I don't, I don't <laughs> See, that's what they should say after the World Series or the Super Bowl or <laughs> NBA Champs there. Well, that, that, that I'm going to <laughs> yeah. Disney World. Yeah, I just uh, basically want to go out there and have a good game and then at the end of the season take my family to Epcot. <laughs> that's it. I mean, I'm not asking for much, really. This is over with. <laughs> Bears linebacker Danny Trevathan's two-game suspension for last week's vicious hit on Packer Wada Devontae Adams has been cut to one game on appeal. 19 points from Carmelo Anthony, 15 from Paul George in their Thunder debut. Russell Westbrook did not play with a sore knee. The Rockets won that preseason game in Tulsa, though, 104-97, 11 points and 7 assists for Chris Paul in his Houston debut. And the Buffalo Sabres locking up one of the best young players in the NHL, Jack Eichel, signing an eight-year extension worth $10 million annually before he enters the final year of his rookie contract. Boys? All right, Bogus, thank you. Uh, there was an actual dumpster fire outside of the Brown <laughs> Stadium, which is the most wow. poetic thing that has Oof. happened in sports in a long time. That's just wrong, man. <laughs> That's just wrong. No, do we know if this was intentionally set, or I guess it was just sort of there? Mm. So. 
<laughs> I mean, that just is totally fitting. Uh, and that team, you felt a little bit better about yeah. them before last week. And now you're thinking, well, here we go again, where they have no idea what the hell they're doing. And the defense, you thought, had turned the corner a little bit. And, and then you have the the uh, 0-3 at the time, Cincinnati Bengals, just destroy them in their building. And the game was 31-0. It was a late touchdown at the end to make it 31-7. So, And Deshaun Kaiser at times has looked really, really good. Right. But in that game looked really, really bad. And he got pulled in the game. So I don't know how to evaluate the Browns at this point. I, I, you know, I really don't. And you've got the Jets and the Browns this week. And if the Jets, <sighs> who have won two in a row at home, yeah, end mm-hmm. up beating on the Browns a little bit, then you'll really know where the Browns are at. But it's it's just I don't know. Not that I expected much from Cleveland, but I, I thought I, I expected much much more from their defense. Offensively, no. You got a rookie quarterback. He's making some rookie mistakes. But from the defensive standpoint, I expected a hell of a lot more than what I got last week in particular. So, and Miles Garrett, I know hasn't played yet. Still dealing with the uh, the ankle injury, but I, I thought this defense would uh, improve, and they haven't thus far. No, and. If you're a Browns fan, what do you want to see? You want to see improvements right. from young players, and you want to see Deshaun Kaiser turn into something. And it was trending in that direction. I did not think that he was going to be ready. I didn't think that he was going to make an impact early on. He kind of did, even in losses. He looked pretty good. And then you end up the, the game against Indianapolis. He didn't play all that well. And then this one, he just took a major step back against the Bengals. So... Uh, we'll see what happens in that. I mean, I can't believe I'm that interested in Jets-Browns, but I kind of am because right. I want to see where these franchises right. are headed. Uh, the, the Jets trending the right direction currently, and, and Cleveland still uh, stuck in the mud as they have been for a while now. And uh, you, you're right. See which one we can really believe in. Is it truly who the Browns are going to be once again or the Jets? Uh, are, are they going to prove everyone wrong? Everyone thought they would go 0-16 and, and be in the Sam Darnold sweepstakes, which is just ludicrous, that entire talk as far as worrying about who's going to be the number one quarterback next season. Just enjoy the season, uh, whether it's college or pro, for what it is. Stay in the moment. Uh, but I, I think this Jets team, the winning – NASCAR, I always say cautions breed caution. Well, winning breeds confidence, and the Jets have that right now. Coming up in 25 minutes, it's going to be real interesting to talk to Rob Ninkovich because he left the Patriots, and ever since he left and retired after last season, that defense has looked atrocious, especially at the linebacker position. He's going to join us to break down what he thinks is wrong with that Patriot defense from an insider perspective coming up in 25 minutes. But next, we'll talk some college football, and one of college basketball's heavyweights weighs in on there situation we're coming right back geo and jones on cbs sports radio welcome to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it this is our theme song at epcot <laughs> haven't broke out the kazoo in a long time i know it's, it's been really, a while really you're a little dirty. rusty <laughs> hey man uh, a little rusty blow harder <laughs> I'm just trying my best. Well, you know, your best wasn't good enough. I'm sorry. I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was on point for most of the most <laughs> of the blowing. I think I did okay, or the humming well. rather. You know. So, uh, <laughs> Coach K weighed in on the college basketball scandal and said that the current model isn't working. 
Now, I don't want to just dismiss that and go, well, duh. I mean, we all, right. we all understand <laughs> that. But Yeah, you get your $10 million and the other cats get sneakers. So he said the landscape of basketball for a player from middle school, high school, college pros keeps changing. We in college have not changed as much as the landscape has changed. We don't have a good model. We don't have a model that fits what is happening in basketball. And everybody wants to have some sort of fix for what's going on. But even the ideas for solutions will not prevent funds being funneled to players illegally. If you pay the players, which we both agree is not something that should happen. Well, I think it's it would be difficult. Right. It's going to be difficult across the board to, to, to do that. Uh, but even if you do, they're yeah. still going to get extra money. Right. Some, just because you have money, if you're a collegiate athlete, doesn't mean that you don't want more. So if you're getting paid, let's just say you create an even playing field with money and you if you go to duke or you go to north carolina or you go to gonzaga you're gonna get paid to play you're telling me that someone is gonna come in and go we'll give you this much more to go here the same thing's gonna happen if your baseline is either zero dollars or a thousand dollars or whatever you want to say if it's equal then someone's gonna cheat to try to get you so that's not gonna solve the problem people's morals aren't all of a sudden gonna change because they're getting paid a little bit of something and and even if you do the control of the likeness thing which we think is an important part of this right. like someone should be able to if their jersey is selling should get a piece of that if you want to have an autograph signing you should get a piece of that you know you should get all of it really because it's your name even if that's going on, there's still going to be people out there that are giving you more money. So Yeah, is it, is it going to be a slippery slope? Well, it's already damn slippery. And uh, you see what we have now, what we're dealing with. Uh, and, and Coach K's right on point. We've been saying, I know I've been saying for a long, long time, the business model has changed. It's antiquated. It's outdated. And we need to figure out how to compensate uh, these participants across the board, women's sports, men's sports. And the way you do that, the most reasonable way, I believe, is to allow them to control their likeness. And, yes, it's going to be different. Everyone will not receive the same. Everyone will not be able to uh, leverage their productivity on the field, on the court, on the baseball diamond, on the volleyball court. They won't be able to leverage it in the same manner as their their, their uh, colleagues. But that's the free market. That's how it works. And we preach free market everywhere except for big-time college sports. And I wonder why. Because you got a damn good hustle going on right now. Yeah. And don't give me that damn free education. You earn a scholarship, you earn a right to play, and everyone doesn't look at the education in the same manner as, as say, as I do or you may. Uh, so you, you earn an opportunity to get an education. That doesn't mean you take advantage of it, but you are taking advantage of playing. Uh, so those jerseys are flying off the shelves. You've created the, 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 um, uh, that that you've created that commodity, that hot commodity. You, you've created the interest and attracted the eyeballs to that because of your play. So why shouldn't you benefit from that? Yeah, I think when people are saying, "Wow, it's going to change now, man. This is it," you know, yeah. bust. It's just like anything else. I mean, it's like a it's like a big drug bust when there's a big press conference and the DA lays out the bricks of cocaine that they pulled out of the water and say, look what we were able to do. You think people are stopping doing drugs and selling drugs? No, it'll just no. happen in a different way. That's that's all that it is. So, you know, yes, this is going to be something that 
changes the lives of people involved in college basketball and some people forever. For Rick Pitino, it's going to affect him forever. For these guys that got arrested, it's going to affect them in a way, some way, forever. But as far as a fan watching the game, it's not going to affect you all that much at all. You think March Madness, when we're filling out our bracket, we're going to give a crap about some sneaker company funneling money to a player's family? No. No, because we knew it happened already. We already knew what was going on, and we still participated in the way that we did with college basketball. So if you're a kid who's in an AAU program, you're a big top high school recruit, yeah, maybe things will be run a little bit differently. But if you want to get paid, you find the right people, you do it discreetly, you're going to still get paid. Right. There are going to always be people under the radar trying to leverage uh, the relationship of a, a player. And, and some want to do it for, for you know, above board. They want to just buy a kid a burger or something. And others want to be able to give them some monies, and then benefit from that relationship down the road. Uh, That's just the way the game works. That's the way it's always worked. Hell, I got offered a Trans Am to go to a certain high school way back when. And and, and not to mention the things were offered when you were going on your college recruiting trips. I mean, it's just amazing what's going on. This is just football and and, and basketball. Going to a basketball school, and even though with all the success UCLA was having on the football field, going to -to back-to-back Rose Bowls and all this stuff, winning those Rose Bowls, the basketball was is what ruled the roost at UCLA. You, 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 of course, legendary John Wooden. So those cats and see what they were getting. It was amazing, man. And you just knew that you were playing second fiddle to the basketball program. And a lot of institutions, it's football uh, that is the, the main sport. But you go to these basketball schools, and, and they enjoy a lot of luxury that uh, other sports do not. So yesterday marked a month away, four weeks out from the first college football playoff rankings. And even though we talk about how a lot of that doesn't matter, we still break it down because it gives us an insight into what the committee is thinking at that moment about a particular program. And those things can change because of conference championship games, what's left on the schedule, how much a team gets beaten by a big injury, what have you. But as it stands right now, the top four, and I know you do this on Inside College Football, which you did last night and also, I believe, runs today as well. But I would ask you about the schedule of that, but you won't know. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, right. it's uh, it's Alabama, Clemson in some way, shape, or form. All right? You got those right. one, one, two. And then after that, I think that, I don't want to say consensus, but close Oklahoma at number three. Yes. And then number four, you got three teams, uh, well, two really, in Georgia and Penn State. I think that you look at them Mm -hmm. very, very closely. And I'm not sure you can go wrong either way right now if you put one over the other in that fourth slot. I have Clemson number one. Uh, They've they've, uh, taken on three top 25 teams, three top 15 teams. And uh, Auburn and, and and Louisville and and Virginia Tech and defeated all of those those teams too on the road. And TCU, by the way, I don't and, want to disrespect yeah, them as yeah. in that fourth slot. Well, the Big Twelve. We we had a question last night on Inside College Football: which league, which conference would be left out of the playoff? And a, a couple of guys said the Big Twelve. I said the Pac-12 with USC going down. We'll see what happens with Washington, uh, but that uh, that that Pac-12 North is going to be very. Uh, Difficult to go unscathed this year in, in that 
uh, division of, of the Pac-12. But uh, Oklahoma and TCU, of course, still have to play. Oklahoma State will still make some noise and may upset someone's season. We'll see what Texas can do uh, as, as well going into the Red River rivalry you know, next week. But you got to worry about K-State. Currently, they're, they're nemesis since they've been in the Big 12. Uh, but, you know, you, you guys had Georgia in there. I think, too, uh, Randy and, and Aaron had Georgia in there. So they see two SEC teams uh, possibly getting into the, the college football playoff. Uh, I, I think they can cancel each other out. But if we go into the SEC championship game, Alabama's undefeated and, and Georgia's undefeated, and you have a well of a ball game, uh, that may uh, force – uh, the committee's hands to to put both of them in there. I I had at the beginning of the year Auburn winning the West, and I think they're the only one that sitting here today poses a threat on the West side to Alabama. They're playing better on on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, uh, they've been badasses since last year, uh, allowing less points this year than they did a season ago. Uh, but I think this will be a difficult one going on the road, taking on Ole Miss. And I believe that game's at Ole Miss. I have to check that. It is not. It's at, it's at Auburn. Okay, yeah. it's a home game for them. Okay, good. Uh, still, Albert, uh, Ole Miss just uh, still reeling from that beatdown they took a week ago uh, in, in in Alabama and Tuscaloosa, allowing 66 points. Uh, maybe they come back and, and fight a little harder this week. But uh, it, it's right now Georgia, Penn State. I have Penn State as the fourth team. Uh, and uh, I, I think uh, this could be a trap game going to Northwestern, but the fact they have a bye week uh, after this ball game, you know, that allows you not to say you wouldn't in any other situation to really go and sell out. You got a week to 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 heal up your your wounds, so uh, I, I don't see them falling. And Northwestern, while they played well on the defensive side of the ball, I thought they played pretty well. You, know, you had a couple turnovers, three turnovers they forced. Wisconsin was averaging 275 going into that ball game. Of course, the freshman Jonathan Taylor was well over 100 on his average, and they held him in check, less than 100. And and I think 109 is what they allowed Wisconsin on the afternoon. But offensively, they couldn't do anything. On paper, none of these teams you mentioned have a huge test this week. I would say the biggest one, and you want to say Penn State going on the road to Northwestern, Mm -hmm. it's a 14.5-point spread just because you're on the road. I mean, TCU is at home to West Virginia. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a little bit of anxiety there. But, you know, Georgia going to Vanderbilt. You got Clemson hosting Wake Forest. You Wake got, Forest, man, 17 tackles for loss versus Florida State last weekend. Good for them. Yeah, great for them. <laughs> but this is a different – this is a whole different kettle of fish, as they say. Uh, and then Alabama going to Texas A&M at 26-and-a-half points. <laughs> 26 and a half versus the Aggies. The Aggies have what, what four straight since that yeah, second they're, half? They're four and one collapsed. at home, and they're yeah. a tw- almost a 27 point yeah. underdog at home. And we really didn't delve into that matchup on the show last night. It was part of our no huddle segment where you just go quickly through numerous games. But uh, that one's a, that was intriguing. I'm going to keep it, definitely keeping an eye on that one. See how this this freshman quarterback Kellen Mond can. Uh, play against this defense. We know dual-threat quarterbacks give anyone fits, and if he can extend plays and not make a lot of mistakes, uh, we'll see what happens there. But their defense would definitely be challenged. John Chavis knows that with uh, Jalen Hurts playing in the manner in which he's played, it, it, using his legs. He's their leading rusher and, of course, still no turnovers for this team. So uh, uh, that's going to be an interesting ball game. And, and Kevin Sumlin, of course, a lot is weighing on his shoulders in this matchup. Beat him his first year. Uh, SC's uh, A&M's first year in the league, and they haven't done anything against them since then.
Florida hosts LSU on Saturday. What do you think the opening line on that is? Uh, minus three. Yeah, you nailed it. You yeah. wouldn't think that'd be more than that? No, uh, LSU, man, they haven't looked right. And we discussed yesterday, you know, their problems. But Florida, offensively, they got it going last week. But I don't think you can bank on them being consistent. Coming up next, Rob Ninkovich, former Patriot, talks about what's wrong with their defense in 2017. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.